this message will be repeated in Spanish. I mean in English, sorry. Used to going the other way. ¿Han visto alguna vez esos muñequitos que son cuentistas? Son figuritas hechas de barro, donde hay, hay varones, hay hembras, y los niños están montados sobre todos ellos, y a veces hasta animales. Están escuchando los cuentos sagrados de las personas indígenas, los del pueblo o otras tribus de indígenas de este país. A mí me encantan, me fascinan, porque creo que ellos dan a ver una imagen preciosa del desarrollo de los niños. Esa etapa cuando los niños hacen miles de preguntas, una tras otra, tras otra, y nosotros como adultos tratamos con mucha paciencia contestarle todas sus preguntas. En esos encuentros nosotros estamos compartiendo información que es esencial, cosas que le afirman en sus vidas, que les fortalece, y ellos están hambrientos con curiosidad. Esta tradición oral es un proceso de formación. Es como la cultura va de los adultos, de los antepasados a las generaciones que siguen. Los cuentos no solamente tienen que ver con cómo hacer qué y por qué pasa lo que pasa, sino que también son los valores de la comunidad y permiten en la tradición indígena que su cultura pueda sobrevivir en un mundo que es hostil. Para nosotros eso debe de ser muy instructivo. Nosotros como tradición cristiana que ahora nos encontramos en un mundo que no está muy convencido de que tengamos ninguna noticia, mucho menos una buena nueva, nosotros tenemos que aprender y ayudar a que se conozcan los cuentos de nuestros antepasados. Las historias, los mitos, lo que pasó, lo que hizo el Señor. El Shema nos llama en Deuteronomio a escuchar, a obedecer, a vivir en la ley del Señor, porque allí está la vida eterna. Y hay que compartirlo con nuestras niñas y con nuestras niñas y nuestros niños para que ellos también lo compartan con sus hijos e hijas cuando lleguen. Esto es esencial. Sin eso la cultura muere y la persona está llena de ansiedad. No sabe dónde están sus raíces, no sabe su orientación sin el conocer quiénes son y de quién son, se pierden en un mundo lleno de conflicto. Nosotros en el día de hoy acordamos a la diaconisa Ana Alexander, quien fue la primera y la única diaconisa afroamericana en la Iglesia Episcopal. Ella tuvo un ministerio de educación que duró toda su vida, de 80 años. Formó comunidades, le enseñó a los niños, le dio una vida nueva 
ella compartiendo lo que ella había visto como una mujer nacida de personas que habían vivido una realidad de esclavitud. Ella trabajó para que todas las generaciones que siguiesen conociesen la verdad de que ellos eran amados hijos e hijas de Dios. A fin, ese es el llamado de cada uno de nosotros, de compartir nuestro cuento, de dar a luz el testimonio de cómo es que nosotros somos guiados por la mano amorosa de Dios, cada cual usando sus dones y sus pasiones para compartir cómo en esta jornada Dios nos ha guiado y ayudarnos a tener los pies firmemente planteados, podemos entonces confrontar las dificultades que hay en nuestro camino. Have you ever seen those storyteller dolls? They're those little clay figures, and they're like male and female, and they have all the little like kids climbing all over the person. And sometimes there are animals and other sacred symbols, and they are, the little children are all listening to the sacred stories of the Pueblo people and other Native American peoples in the United States. I love them. They depict a beautiful part of that sharing in the growth and development of our children, where the why questions are endlessly asked. Why, why, why? And the adults, for as long as they can, share all kinds of important life-affirming information. They strengthen those children, they form them, they ground them, and the kids are just voracious. There's everything they want to know. Often tempted to just tell them something that was completely wacko, because they would believe that too. This oral tradition of formation, this passing on of a culture, this teaching of the stories of the people is what grounds their human life in these various indigenous traditions because not only, and in our case, not only does it teach the important things you need for survival, but it also teaches the values and the morals. It is a sacred act, the sharing of these stories, because in the grounding and the rooting of the children and the people, we are able to survive in the midst of a hostile territory. This would be instructive to us as a people of faith. We who no longer live in a society that is very sure that as Christians, we have any story to tell, much less a good news story. We are reminded that the way that we share that culture, the way that we form those people, is by sharing our stories. The stories of our ancestors, of our families, of our communities, so that our children and their children will be grounded and rooted in a deep knowledge that they are loved, that they are God's beloved that they are able to deal with whatever difficulty from the outside and anxiety from the inside because they know who they are and whose they are. The Shema that we read this morning in the, in the Deuteronomy, where it calls us to listen and obey and live into God's law for a full life, 
that it should be shared, that it should be kept always present, that it should be right at hand, that we should be quick to share the incredible acts that God has done for us. For this is the way a culture survives and is sustained. And if the church is in crisis today, it's because we've forgotten our story. And we've forgotten to share our story. And honestly, we've forgotten how to tell our story. So today, when we remember Anna Ellison Butler Alexander, who was the first and only African-American deaconess in the Episcopal Church, we hear through her story the power of that ministry. I'm clear that she's my forebearer. I would not be an ordained black woman in this church were it not for her ministry. So she's an ancestor in my story that each of us should be inspired by the way that she taught and in her teaching ministered for this whole span of her life, 50 plus years of ministry teaching not only how to read, but how to read using the Book of Common Prayer and the Bible. She toiled hard under unjust circumstances and I encourage you to look her up and read it so that you might realize that even though we remember her because she was the first and only, in her time, she was just responding to God's call to do what she was to do at that time. And that is each of our calls. In the end, all of us have been called to share the story through our own gifts and our own passion to share the way that we have been on this dusty road that ended us in Virginia, and how God has walked with us, that we can share that story with our communities, with our children, and with their children, so that they too can be deeply grounded in the love of God, knowing that they are loved, and that they are called and created for love and to be love in the world. May we each be inspired to find ways to share our story, to follow the law, to share with others the life that has been so generously shared with us. Amen. <laughs>